Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Kongsan. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in STSU Basketball here on the Believe Podcast Network. It's a place with a show for every team in San Diego and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this episode, we're going to explore the question of whether or not we can have college sports without college campuses reopening. So without further ado, here we go. As always, if you enjoy the show, please feel free to drop a rating or a uh, some feedback on iTunes. We're also available wherever podcasts can be found. Um, like many of you, uh, I've been watching The Last Dance religiously, and I also watched some of the UFC 249 yesterday um, as we're recording this on a Sunday night. And there's a a certain calm and a certain thrill that came with a semi-return of sports that helped me feel like things were normal again and helped me feel like things were going to get better. You know, in, in times of of some some trials and tribulations, some challenges, sports can help even out the, the mood when things are so negative, you know, and, and it gives you something to cheer for. It brings along that sense of community and uh, competitiveness that I think we all seek as individuals. And that kind of got me thinking, you know, what what is the likelihood? What's the possibility of college sports coming back? And if it does, can it exist outside of academia, outside of college? So I just kind of wanted to sort of explore the two sides of the coin and just let you think about it for yourself and see where you're where you stand on this scale. So on the yes side, meaning yes, we can have college sports come back without college campuses being open to the to the general student body. We we want to start by saying that empty campuses can be a great place for, to socially distance athletes from one another. So whether or not you want to have every other dorm or even every other building, there's great ways for college athletes to um, practice, to uh, socially distance from each other in a big campus, especially when no one else is going to be around. And schedules would obviously have to be amended and adjusted but you can, I would imagine you can work it so that, you know, a certain number of sports are going at a certain time and we're not necessarily overlapping that threshold. So, you know, if, if it's the winter, let's say there's four sports going on, then it'll end by the spring and so on and so forth. And if you want to take it a step further and avoid any additional risk, it would have to kind of be similar to how the NBA is considering just a couple of locations if they were to reopen during this time is 
you kind of get an easier way of getting to abbreviate schedules by just assigning seasons based on just regional campuses nearby. And they can be played sparingly, obviously, and without crowds. And so now we're running into less travel. We're running into um, just less people on campus. And less games per week can mean more opportunity for tests and checkups and just social distance in general. So it feels like there's a lot of work, definitely, just to get a game going. But, you know, the, the big argument here is just sort of how it f- helps society feel normal. And not everybody. I mean, there's people I know that aren't sports people and could give two shits of whether or not college sports comes back. But for the, the sports crowd, the sports fan, sports brings a distraction during trying times. And many moments throughout recent history, we can pick up examples of that in outside in general society, but also just in our own lives, you know, and my deepest connections and my most fond memories of me and my dad are sporting events, whether it was a game that I was playing in that he came to watch. Maybe it's a game we watched together. My first baseball game. I mean, there's so many fond memories um, that of sports or involving sports that you can instantly just pull up and know and be one of those where were you at moments. And I think we also see that impact in The Last Dance, you know, and without giving too many spoilers, we see how one person can impact an entire world and just the impact that Michael Jordan had and left behind. And specifically for college basketball, NCAA is currently, in my opinion, facing a game-changing alternative option for prospects through the G League. You know, there there's the element of going overseas and playing professionally for a year, then entering the NBA draft has, I felt like, been there for as long as I can remember. But it's definitely pretty rare for them to come back as a polished NBA star. I mean, pending what LaMelo turns out to be, but I can remember, you know, guys like Brandon Jennings and him coming back and he was, you know, a top prospect in high school, had his choice of colleges, went overseas, came back and, um, you know, he had his moments during his rookie year. Um, but I definitely had a higher expectation and, you know, I can't definitively say it's all because of going overseas, but I wonder what would have happened if he spent some time on a college campus and throughout this, you know, global pandemic, there's definitely a lot more content being put out there, certainly by NBA players and former NBA players, um, who are just kind of sharing their discussions and having talks with their former teammates, colleagues. And a lot of the the talks are just about how great their college years were and how it allowed them to transition into real life gradually rather than just being turning without, sorry, rather than just going pro right away. And the camaraderie that you build during 
your college years, you know, with these guys that I'm listening to, they built lifelong bonds, you know, and can you really get that, that same impact in your life when you're on a team where everybody's in their twenties and you're you as an 18 year old kid and they're all vying for the same job, trying to get a spot in the league and you're trying to go for that too. You know, I don't know. And going back to that G league option, here's this, option now presented by the league that everybody wants to go to that allows high school prospects should they be selected make money right away which fills constraint not number one but a constraint they can compete against former college stars and fringe nba players so the talent is higher they get provided a scholarship to pay for a future college tuition. So now you're already taking care of what they're looking for by going to college in the first place. And not only are you playing in pro systems, but these NBA scouts are going to be at your games anyway. So now every game, you know, you're playing against a higher level talent. You're practicing in an NBA style environment and you're getting NBA scouts tracking your every move the potential of that is extraordinary and the ncaa could change i mean the, the whole model can change because of this so having college sports come back can bring more eyes to it now given that everybody is staying at home and that can equal you know a greater amount of advertising money for the NCAA and it can also bring a positive connotation to college sports which is an organization famously known for being corrupt and selfish and there's such a negative um, feeling and it's such a disdain about the NCAA that I wonder if they're considering hey if we bring it back now with more eyes and we we get associated with providing the the break the mental break from their everyday life and and the stresses that they're experiencing that they can somehow turn to a more positive feeling about college sports and about the NCAA I mean I don't know if they're talking about it but I feel like it's definitely something that should be considered you know so to kind of recap it all um, empty campuses equal greater social distancing, um, amending schedules to go local games or local campuses only, uh, and can provide a break for us. It can provide a distraction for us. It can help um, present the NCAA in a more positive light. And they're facing some heat with the G League option, specifically with college basketball. So this is something that I think that they should definitely seriously consider. And if you're in the other side, if you're saying that there's no way that we should bring college sports back, this is what I imagine is the the reasoning. Sports, yes, can definitely be a distraction, but that cannot we can't just ignore the bigger picture here. This is a global pandemic going around and we can't expose 
people just to try and provide a relief. And you might think it's just collegiate athletes, but there's coaching staff, training staffs, employees of arenas and broadcast teams that are going to call the games, camera crews, all these people that are now going to be out there potentially exposed to coronavirus for the purpose of being a quote-unquote distraction. And you can say, to be very you know blunt about it, you know how you can really make people feel better during this whole global pandemic by being healthy, by help, you know, lowering the curve, flattening the curve and getting us back to normal as a society and as a whole, you know, and furthermore, if we were to kind of hinge on sports being a distraction, if we're going to hinge on that theme, then there's definitely other sports leagues that have far greater resources and far fewer athletes and manage far fewer employees that can help serve as this distraction. So if you're, because if you think about it, if we're going to say college sports comes back, which sports going to come back? How's the schedule going to look like? How does the travel work? Are they even going to travel? Where are they going to congregate? What? How are the cities going to be? How are the locations going to be chosen? There's so many questions that need to be answered that would take months just to even figure it out, even after they decide to um, bring it back and are all of these logistics all these risks all these concerns all these factors are these worth it to play a fraction of a season and that brings me to the ncaa this is an organization that's shown to be as focused about their bottom line as they are about the student athlete could be even concerned more with the bottom line, some can argue. So are they going to be, if you, if you have that mindset, are they going to be okay with paying so much money? Is the school going to be okay with paying all that money that doesn't lead to ticket sales, concession sales, and potentially reduced ad revenue? Are they going to be okay with not bringing students back and, and having a focus taken away from that because no college students and no college year means you know a further deferment on loans i would imagine you know all the food that you're buying all the books students are buying all the merch everything that goes on with that goes on with just operating a college campus as an organization as notoriously known to care about the bottom line as the ncaa is or at least that's how it feels are they willing to put up this level of capital, whether it's through the efforts or through financial means, up front, if it meant that they're not necessarily going to get amount of revenue guaranteed back for it? And I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I would obviously love to get some sports back. I would obviously love to see college sports again and just sports in general but the other side of me is hoping that we all can get back to normal at the same time we're already having so many people exposing themselves to coronavirus to try and help others for the greater good and they're heroes that don't get recognized and they're heroes that will never be in front of a camera but there's so many of those out there 
and we want to just put young kids in front of a camera and, and in the basketball sense, just roll the ball out and say, play for the relief of us. I mean, what are their families going to think? What are they going to think? It's, it's hard to say. It's hard for me to imagine people criticizing student athletes for caring about their athletics and, you know, chirping at them for saying that they're students first, that they shouldn't get paid. All of a sudden now, those same people telling these student athletes, come on, please help us distract ourselves. Please help us be a distraction. Now what, you know? What, what, what's the student athlete supposed to do? You don't want me to try and better my life when things are okay, but you want me to sacrifice my health to just be a distraction for yours? Like it, I would imagine it just doesn't make sense to a student athlete. So I, I kind of feel like it's, I don't think you can bring college sports back. I think it's just too, great of a risk i think it's logistically a, a friggin' nightmare to bring sports back if you're going to pin sporting favorites like a football team or whatever over a tennis team there's so many i would imagine just risks of all the politics of doing that behind the scenes like are we going to all of a sudden then view one sport being greater than the other and this and that and it just gets so complicated that i think the best answer is to think of the bigger picture, you know, organizations like the NBA and, or like the UFC have the capital and each event requires a, a lesser amount of people. And there's a lesser amount of quote unquote teams, 30 teams in the NBA, just, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 fighters a night on a card versus hundreds of college athletes. And it really sucks, and it sucks at the way that uh, we couldn't even witness the NCAA tournament to see what it would have been like. But at the end of the day, we got to do what's right for the greater good. And in my opinion, we can't bring college sports back until everything or things get a lot better. Um, but that's not to say that I think everybody should feel the same way. So if you... Certainly, if you have other thoughts or if you disagree, you know, definitely drop a line. You know, uh, you can reach us at, at Believe Sports. You know, my Instagram and Twitter handle is at underscore Kong San San. Um, you know, drop a line, send a message. Let's chat if you feel any different about it. Um, and it, and I think that's that pretty much sums it up here. I I don't think we can, but I love to hear your thoughts definitely hit us up. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, you can find us at believe.com. So that's it. I hope everyone is staying safe out there. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. And until next time, go Essex. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Hold up. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.